I'm gonna trade my earthly home for a better one, bright and fair. Christ left to prepare a mansion for his children in the air. I'll join him in that land where tears, no sorrow can be found. And I'll receive my mansion, mansion, robe and crown. The weather there is always fair, there is sunshine day and night. No cold and no rain will fall there, for the sun shines ever bright. I'll need no heavy garments, I'll just wrap my robe around. When I receive my mansion, mansion, robe. Good afternoon. I hope you all have had a good week. It is Saturday, February 10th, and I'm home, <laughs> back from New York, sitting in my living room and enjoying uh, the company of my family. As the clock behind me there says, time spent with family is worth every second. Of course, they're all napping right now. Of course they are. Um, so I thought this is a good time to get on, and let's uh, finish up this week. Uh, finish up strong with Matthew chapter 25, uh, read through uh, what, what Jesus has to say there and how we can apply it in our lives today. Uh, so Matthew 25 uh, is interesting, and it's, I think it's an important chapter, of course, all of them are important, uh, but Jesus gives uh, a parable that encourages his disciples to be watchful, to be ready, to be prepared. And then he gives another one that talks about faithfulness, um, about the things that we do, um, and, and how we are uh, productive with our faith. Um, and then uh, there's also a, a sense of readiness uh, that's involved with that as well. And then finally he wraps up with a judgment scene, a scene that I think is important for us to consider and think about uh, when we consider what's to come. Uh, so in each of these narratives, though, there are those who are prepared, those, those who have been, are, are ready, and those who are not. You get a sense from these, as we'll read these here in a, in a few minutes, uh, you get a sense of the joy of those who were accepted, those who were praised, uh, knowing that they, uh, they, they performed a job that was well done. Well done, good and faithful servant is something that, that we get from Matthew chapter 25 here. And on the opposite end of that, you feel uh, the pain of those who were uh, kept out, that were thrown into the darkness or condemned. Um, and, you know, when we look at the application to our lives, you know, the same thing goes for today. Uh, when we're told that we've done a good job, when we're told, uh, you know, given given praise for, uh, for the things that we've done, uh, we feel good about it. And on the other end, when we get scolded or, or told that uh, the things that we're doing are, are not the things that we should be doing, it doesn't feel very good. Uh, there's disappointment uh, involved when we come up short. So if you know those joys and the pains, then you certainly should understand the need to be prepared. So as we read this chapter this morning, or this afternoon, it feels like morning, I don't know why, um, maybe because it's so gloomy out. But uh, as, you, as we read through this, uh, and even in your personal study, um, hopefully you're telling yourself, you want to be ready. I want to be able to know that I've used my time wisely in preparing for the greatest event that the world will ever know. And if you're like me, I'm sure you don't want to be left standing at the side, scratching your head, wondering, 
where you went wrong. You definitely don't want to be on that day arguing with God, arguing with the judge, and saying, but, but, but I did this. I, I know you told me to do this, but I did this. I know that your word says to do that, but I decided to do something else, something that man came up with, man-made doctrines, man-made traditions. Because if you have to argue that, and you have to say that, then the response that's going to come back is, no, I told you to do it, you didn't do it. I gave you tools, I gave you the instruction manual, you didn't read it. You didn't follow it. Maybe you read it, but you didn't follow the directions. Instead, we want to be prepared. We want to be ready. And so when that day comes, that preparation will lead us to an inheritance of the kingdom. So let's go ahead and read Matthew chapter 25, starting in verse 1. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. Oh, I didn't put the scripture up to that. Sorry. Here we go. Um, five of them were foolish, and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And when they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know, uh, you know neither the day nor the hour. So we have kind of a, a, um, a repeat of something that Jesus had mentioned prior, um, in that um, you know, we don't know when the bridegroom's coming. We don't know when Christ is returning. Uh, but the key is, is that we're prepared every single day for that return. Because he could return right now, for all we know. We don't know. And so are we prepared? The five wise were prepared. But the five foolish were not. And so they had to go elsewhere. They had to go get the things that they needed. They thought that they could get by with the little that they had. Rather than preparing with much. I think there's something to say about that as well. You know, I had a, a conversation uh, recently about faith, and um, you know, the question was was raised. You know, do these minute details, do these, you know, uh, technicalities matter? Yeah, they do. If God's word tells us to do something in a specific way, or or to do it um, at all, we're supposed to do it. And if that means that we need to be prepared and follow follow the word, uh, then you know, 
technicalities are going to matter because the technicality here with the with the uh, five foolish virgins is that you know they thought that they could get by with the oil that they had that they didn't need to bring any extra it was a minor technicality we had to go buy some extra oil it, you know minor technicality nope sorry you didn't make it you didn't make it in time they weren't prepared so the next parable speaks to that topic as well verse 14 for it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property to one he gave five talents to another two and to another one to each according to his ability then he went away he who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them and he made five talents more so also he who had the two talents made two talents more but he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money now after a long time the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them and he, and he who had received the five talents came forward bringing five talents more saying master you delivered to me five talents here i have made five talents more his master said to him well done good and faithful servant you have been faithful over a little i will set you over much enter into the joy of your master and he also who had the two talents came forward saying master you delivered to me two talents here i have made two talents more his master said to him well done good and faithful servant you have been faithful over a little i will set you over much enter the joy of your master he also who had received the one talent came forward saying master i knew you to be a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed so i was afraid and i went and hid your talent in the ground here you have what is yours but his master answered him you wicked and slothful servant you knew that i reap where i have not sown and gather where i scattered no seed then you ought to have invested my money with bankers and at my coming i should have received what was my with or what was my own with interest so take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents for to everyone who has has for everyone who has will more be given and he will have an abundance but from the one who has not even what he has will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth Whew. so what does this parable mean well consider the talents think of the talents as truth as the gospel as knowledge of the gospel faith that faith that truth that knowledge is entrusted to you as a christian as a servant of that faith and what you do with that whether you share that faith with others in order to create others that are faithful there's your additional five talents if you will or do you hide it <clears throat> do you hide your faith and bury it in the ground so that no one will find it no one will see it so that when the master returns you can say i still have that faith but nobody knew about it see this also talks about preparation are we preparing for the coming of the lord by hiding the fact that he's coming back are we preparing for the lord by not 
helping others prepare as well. And these are things that we need to consider as Christians in what we do with the talents that we've been entrusted with. And remember, the talents here is money. <laughs> it is not a physical talent like, I can spend the baton. That's not the kind of talent we're talking about here. Uh, remember, this is a parable, and it is a, a metaphor. It is a reference to something else. And again, as this is, I believe this is speaking very heavily about faith and truth found in the Word. Now, lastly here, verse 31, Jesus talks about the final judgment. Now, pay attention to this. This is important. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, then He will sit on His glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did you see a stranger, or when did, when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then also will, Then they will also answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. So again, we have a parable explaining some responsibilities of Christians. Responsibilities that we have with the faith, the talents that we've been given, in order to serve those who are hungry, who are thirsty, that are in need of clothing, that are strangers, that are sick, that are in prison. Are we doing enough to reach and teach those people and help them when they, when they seek help? What will make the difference? What will make the difference in your eternity? Is it an attitude of, eh, this should be good enough? See, that attitude is probably good enough for a birthday party. <laughs> yeah, these decorations, that's, that's good enough. But, what do you need to make your entrance into eternity something that is 
better than good enough. Something that is rich. Something that is perfected. So the challenge for you today, and as you go throughout the rest of this weekend, and your life in general, you're going to make preparation, the proper preparations, by using the blessing of time and the resources that God has provided to accomplish His will. Do you want to be ready? If you want to be ready, then you need to make it so. You need to work on it. And that means getting into the Word. That means studying so that you can be prepared. Another word for prepared is equipped. How can one be fully equipped to enter the kingdom of heaven? How can one fully be equipped to serve the Lord and do His will in this world? 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 says that the Word of God is breathed out by God and it is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in all righteousness that the man of God may be fully equipped for every good every good work fully equipped fully prepared get into the word apply it to your life so that wraps up week number let's see that was week 5 week 5 next week it'll be Matthew chapters 26 through 28 and then we'll start Mark Mark chapters 1 through 2 so look forward to uh, setting with you on those. also want to take this opportunity to invite you uh, to worship tomorrow. We'll gather together at 10 a.m. for Bible class for all ages. And then at 11, we'll gather together for worship. And uh, the lesson tomorrow is um, derived from the first chapter of this reading, Matthew chapter 21. And we're going to talk about mountain-moving faith. What does that mean? Uh, do we have it? Can we have it? Uh, and how can we apply God's word in our lives uh, around that, that topic. Um, so I hope you can join us for that. We look forward to seeing you. If you have any questions about the congregation that meets here in Loveland, you can always check us out at our website at loveland.church. You'll find out all kinds of information about the congregation here. Uh, you can also uh, catch up on the previous Bible studies that we've been doing as well up in our media section. You can check out Daily Bible Study, or you can look at our sermon section as well. And there's an archive of previous studies and lessons that you can find in there. You can also subscribe to the podcast version of those resources as well. Nonetheless, I hope you have a great rest of your Saturday. I hope to see you all tomorrow on Sunday. And I want to thank you all for your prayers and my travels. And if I can pray for you in any way today, or if we can assist you in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can email us at info at loveland.church. Uh, and you can also reach out to us on Facebook through Messenger. By the way, if you have any questions about the study today, don't forget to put those in the comment section below. And if you're so inclined, please also share this video with your friends and family. I hope you have a great uh, rest of your day, and God bless. I'll join him in that land where tears no sorrow can be found. And I'll receive my mansion, mansion, robe and crown.